0: Welcome to Striving for Revival with Justin Cooper. This broadcast will challenge and encourage God's people to seek revival. We pray you'll be blessed as you listen to Striving for Revival. Welcome to the Striving for Revival radio broadcast. This is Brother Justin Cooper coming to you today from somewhere along the Revival Trail. My, what a privilege it is. To have you join us for the broadcast today, and what an honor is mine to take the King James Bible and share with you some eternal truth from the very Word of God. I hope you're having a great day today. I hope that you've been studying in the Bible and walking with God and trying to get to know the Savior a little bit better. And uh, I tell you, it's one thing to sing the songs Uh, about Christ, nothing to sing those songs to Christ because you know him and you love him, and you can say, I can relate to what the songwriter said. It's one thing to read the Scripture about God, nothing to read the Scripture uh, about a God you know personally. And and I'm glad as I study the Bible... It's like a letter from a friend and a story about a family member. And uh, it, it's like looking into a to uh, to a to a, to a well-known uh, acquaintance. Thank God for that. I'm glad that Jesus is more than just black letters on white paper. I'm glad he's real, and he's real within my heart. And he is within yours as well if you're saved. But listen, you read the Scripture. You spend time in prayer. You walk in the pathway of obedience, and you watch how God will draw close to you because you're drawing close to God, and it just gets extra good. I don't know how, how better to explain it than that, it just gets extra good and that's just how it is. We've been in Acts now, it seems like for a long time, but Axe is a pretty lengthy book and a lot in there to get uh unpacked. And we have finally made it to Acts twenty seven. This will be our second Bible study in this chapter, and um, the beginning of the chapter largely gives us the stops along the beginning of Paul's route to, Jerusalem, uh, to Rome. Rather, now listen: Paul is not on a pleasure cruise. Paul isn't. Paul is not even uh, a free man. Paul is a prisoner on a ship with other prisoners, under the watch care of a centurion and he is headed to Rome to ultimately stand trial, and we know the story of Paul that he will eventually be martyred. As Paul sets sail, the beginning of the chapter just tells us the different places they stopped, and we covered that in our last Bible study. But you remember, last Bible study, how we emphasized uh, the fact that Paul perceived some things that the rest did not see. Paul admonished them, it said, He said, I perceive that this voyage will be with hurt and much damage. And Paul could see some things they couldn't see. Paul had some wisdom they didn't have. Paul had some insight they didn't get. Paul had some discernment that they lacked. And God had given Paul a little foresight to be able to say, you know what, the weather is not going to be good, and we're about to do something hasty, make a bad decision, and it's going to bring a lot of damage into our life. He tells that to the centurion. But here's the centurion caught in the middle between Paul and the master of the ship. The master of the ship would be secular in his thinking. He is thinking, I know better than this preacher does about sailing. I know more than Paul does, and also, you know, I need to get paid for this voyage. We're going to sail on. So on one side, we said we had the spiritual voice. On the other side, the secular voice, and they're both vying for the adherence, the obedience of that centurion. As he's there caught in the middle between these two, he's got to make a decision who to listen to. And I told you this last broadcast that uh, he uh, made the decision and he listened to that secular voice in his life. And you and I have to make the same decision. God has placed spiritual authority in our life. We have, of course, the scripture, the Holy Spirit of God. We have a shepherd. But oftentimes, even Christian people seem to give ear and are quickly uh, giving their obedience to the secular voice, what the teacher says, what the crowd says, what the doctor says. And some of those voices might not even be all that bad but we ought to give first chance to the spiritual voice in our life but Paul uh, loses in this instance and the centurion obeys the master of the ship and the Bible said they set sail now I want you to see what it says as we go down here into verse number 12 the Bible said and because the haven was not commodious to winter in the more part advised to depart thence also if by any means they might attain to Venice and there to winter which is in haven of Crete and lieth toward the southwest. Uh, southwest, and northwest. And I want you to see verse 13. If you have your Bible, look at it. It says, And when the south wind blew softly, the next word is the dangerous word, supposing that they had obtained their purpose. Now, they have put themselves in this harbor for a season and they watched the weather and there's few things less dependable in life than the weather and because the wind looked like it was advantageous to them and the wind was blowing softly they supposed we're going to be all right now there's nothing about this time of the year that would say they're going to be all right they're sailing in the winter time ships don't sail that way in the winter time it's rough seas hard sailing and they've already been battling this the whole way but they see that the weather looks to be good so they set sail now what drove them to do this i think it's earlier in the chapter. I mentioned this last Bible study that as they sailed, the Bible said they've been sailing slowly. They've been sailing, and it's been difficult. The wind has been against them. The waves have been against them, and I think that they saw this window of opportunity where it looks like if we make this decision, we'll get some relief. If we make this decision, uh, it'll be easier on us. If we make this decision, uh, is this going to get us out of the situation that we've been in? So they make a decision not based on any kind of principle, not based even on past experience. They make a decision based on their emotion in the moment. They set sail. They supposed they had obtained their purpose. Supposition is a dangerous way to live your life. You and I should not live on, well, maybe, or it could, or might. We can't live on fleeting things like our emotion. Our flesh will fool us every single time. But they set sail, and you know what happens. Verse 14, watch the phrase, but not long after It doesn't even take very long. Uh, As soon as they had lived on supposition, as soon as they had set sail based on their emotion, not long after there arose against it a tempestuous wind. Now, the rest of this chapter is known by most Christians because of the storm, but it's amazing that entire storm situation, that could have all been avoided had they not set sail because of this supposition in their life. They set sail, and a storm rose. It didn't take long. I want to challenge you today as you're listening, driving down the road, at work, at the office, wherever you are, be careful about setting sail because you say, listen, it's been difficult here. I'm not bearing fruit here. I'm frustrated in my purpose. Uh, Our finances are getting messed up, my health situation, whatever it is. It might not be that you're supposed to move. It might be that you're supposed to hold still. You've got to be careful about setting sail just because you think it's going to be easier. A lot of folks have gotten themselves in a mess i preached i think I think I preached that in our church two years ago. Don't bet your boat on a soft breeze. Don't gamble your family, don't gamble your future. Don't gamble your finances on something that looks good in the moment. What do you mean? I mean, well, you've got a job offer in this other city that's going to pay you more. Okay. Well, our flesh would say, "Take the job offer. We're going to make more money. We'll be able to live more comfortably." Is there a church there? Uh, but not only that, is God directing you there? Be careful before you set sail. Uh, it could happen in relationships. You you say, "Well, I'm getting to be an old an old maid now. I'm like 22 years old and not even not not even engaged. You know, I've got I've got to get a husband." And so you just fall for the first. They say a hairy-legged fellow that comes by and offers you a ring. And you just say, I'm just going all in on that. You don't know if he's saved or maybe he's just a backslidden Christian, but it doesn't matter. You just have to have a husband. Don't bet your boat on a soft breeze. You and I have got to be careful about these things and live by principle. And that goes along with what I preached to you last Bible study, how God has given us these voices in our life, and they're there for a purpose. Paul discerned this storm was coming before it ever came, God gave him some wisdom, God gave him some insight, God gave him some discernment that the lost people on that ship did not have. The same thing is true in my life and in yours with spiritual authority. We have, like I said, the Holy Spirit, we have the Scripture, we have a shepherd to guide us, and if all those voices are not giving you the green light to go, then here it is, got to just hold still, you got to stay, and it doesn't matter. You say, well, I think it's going to be easier, I think it's going to be better, I think it's going to relieve if we go this direction. Don't set sail on supposition. Make sure, listen, if it's the will of God to, to go, then go. If it's the will of God to stay, then stay. But everything we do ought to be in accordance to the will of God. I heard a statement. Bob Jones Sr. made the statement, and I don't think I would make the statement, but he said, If it was God's will for me to go to hell, I'd rather be in hell than in heaven, because if it was God's will, hell would be heaven. That's a pretty stout statement. I don't know if I'd make it, but I get what he's saying. He's saying the best place to be is in God's will, and I always say if God wanted me to go to China tomorrow, I want to be willing to go, but I want it to be God's will, and same thing in every area of our life. You and I need to make sure that God is in this thing. Well, that's all the time we have for today. That is our second study in Acts 27. We'll be in here at least three or four more Bible studies, probably. Make sure you go ahead and read ahead in that, get a good understanding of the content of the chapter. It'll help you as I go through it with you. And uh, be praying with me. There's a lot to pray about. You can pray for our country, pray for the churches across this country, pray for lost people. I'd say every person listening knows someone who is not saved. Pray for those who are out of God's will and also pray for revival. And if you're listening to me today and you've never been born again, know this, Jesus loves you. He died for your sins on the cross and you could be saved. It doesn't matter who you are, where you're from or what you've done. If you'd ask Christ to forgive you and be your savior, he'd save you today. No matter if you're driving down the road or if you're at your home or in a hospital room, wherever you might be, listen, Jesus died for you and you could be saved. If you ask Jesus to save you today, why don't you ride in to KNVBC and let them know that you got saved today and that'll encourage the folks here and we'll rejoice with you. Until next time, pray with me for revival. Thank you for joining us today for Striving for Revival with Justin Cooper. Listen at this time every weekday as we strive for revival.